Super Talk Mississippi media production. Come see your locally owned and operated Linton Glass for all your glass needs. No matter what glass you need to replace, you can count on Linton Glass. Call us today at 601-835-4336 or find us on the web at lintonglass.com. Boy, what a different conversation we will be having today versus the one that I thought we were going to be having today. Welcome into the Rebel Report. My name is Michael Borky. Always glad that you are with me. And yeah, let's get right into it. Um, Ole Miss lost a series this weekend, which is something that I didn't think we were we we're going to be able to talk about after Thursday night's win. It felt really good. Delusia was good. The offense jumped on a fine pitcher and... Uh, you thought that that was going to turn into something where they take care of business on the road against a team that they are supposed to be better than, and they have more talent than, and yet they get back-ended by South Carolina, and there are a lot of problems. There are a lot of problems with, with how it went down, but, I mean, at the end of the day, we'll start here. Um, I don't like being this guy. Um, I, I kind of lectured Mississippi State fans during basketball season about the inevitability of the end. And it, it did. I mean, they were right. Uh, you know, confirmation bias was real with, with State fans and Ben Howland. I mean, the, the, it was over. They they knew that the ending that was inevitable was going to, to happen exactly the way it happened. Uh, but I was telling people during the season, you know, you're playing meaningful basketball. Enjoy it. Try to enjoy it. The team's good enough. That they're close. All that stuff. So I've done this before, and it ended up being wrong. I don't like being th- this guy here. I-, I like being the optimist and telling you that they're still in it, and there's some positive things to take away, and here's what what can happen, and they're not out of it yet, and stuff like that. It feels like it's over. I'm not talking about the season. I mean everything. It feels like it's over. And we're only at the halfway point of SEC play. There's a lot of baseball to be played. Maybe they do figure it out. Maybe all that stuff that people want to happen happens. But after the game Saturday, I kind of sat here thinking, it's over. And it'll be a few weeks still. You know, you, you got the SEC tournament, and then hopefully Ole Miss finds a way to make it to the NCAA tournament. And when they get bounced in a regional, it'll be over, over. I would prefer that not be the case because it's more fun to to cover and talk about winners every day on the radio and here on these short podcasts with you and on live streams and on Twitter and all that stuff. It's more fun to talk about winners. But, man, I couldn't shake the feeling after this weekend that, okay, that was the beginning of the end for for all of this. I hope I'm wrong. I would like to be wrong. I couldn't shake that feeling, though. This is not a good South Carolina team especially after winning Thursday night, this series loss is inexcusable. It is completely and totally inexcusable, and yet yet here we are talking about it. I mean, 5-10 and at the halfway point in SEC play, they have so much work to do. With the schedule getting more difficult in the second half uh, to just make the SEC tournament. I mean, the Missouri series and the the Missouri series could possibly be for a spot in the SEC tournament. Uh, That's really what's happening here. It is. Um, it feels like the end is inevitable. 
I'm going to still watch it and cover it and stuff, and I'm still going to hope that they play well because, again, covering winners is more fun. And, and for you guys, you enjoy wins more than the alternative. You do. Um, I hope I'm wrong there. But that's the feeling I got after this weekend. And the second thing right now, I mean, there's there's no more conversation about, oh, they're just not playing to their potential. Because at what point do you actually become who you are? You know what I mean? Oh, they're just, yeah, they're not hitting well, but this lineup's good. Is something that I've said, what, a dozen times this year on various platforms? I've said it everywhere. I expect this lineup to be better than it has been, but at what point? I mean, we're on the second half of the month of April. At this point, they are who they are. This is not a very good baseball team. They don't hit it consistently well. They've got a couple of guys that have been pretty good. Otherwise, they're certainly not consistent. They don't put any pressure on opposing pitchers with the occasional game like Thursday night, but otherwise they, they don't hit it well enough. They're not consistent enough. They're not good enough defensively. They're doing this weird thing with their starting rotation, and, and it doesn't make any sense, but the, the options are limited. The bullpen options are limited. They don't pitch it well. They don't hit it well. They don't field it well. Uh, their their mentality, uh, clearly based on their own words and actions, is not – uh, good enough, and this is what you get. <laughs> this, this is simply what you get right now. It's not a very good baseball team. There's no more, oh, well, they can figure it out. At this point, they are who they are. They have to change who they are to make this run. They, they have to change who they are, uh, and I don't foresee that happening. Um, th they're not particularly good. They're just not very good. Um and we'll talk about it later this week, but this series this weekend is, is massive for multiple uh, different reasons. But that was uh, that was a tough pill to swallow. There uh, should be a tough pill to swallow this weekend. They don't do anything well, uh, not consistently anyway, and they haven't really been consistent all season, uh, you know, with the exception of beating up on Charleston Southern. But the signs were there. And I and a lot of us kind of chose to ignore them, and now reality should be setting in. They have to change who they are in order to make a run because who they've been all season long is a bad baseball team. Relatively, I mean, you know, compared to expectations anyway. So we'll take a quick break. If you haven't uh, already, please follow me on Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube, just all under the same name, Michael Borky. I know I'm not being uh, very uplifting to you guys today, so maybe you don't want to follow me there. Maybe you're upset with me. But uh, if you if you want, if you want, follow me on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y, Michael Borky, if, uh, if you want to follow me there. I would appreciate that very much. Also, subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already, wherever you get them. Just search Rebel Report. If you haven't subscribed, uh, do that. It'll auto-populate to your phone every single day, or every time this is uploaded, I should say and uh, leave a rating and a review. I appreciate the feedback I've gotten on, on the quicker version of this podcast. I just I don't have the time in the day to do hour-long episodes by myself when I'm doing the radio show, doing all the prep, all the, so all, all the other stuff that I have to do during the day. So I appreciate that you guys like the shorter form. Uh, if you feel like reaching out, just shoot me a DM. I'm I'm open. You can talk about whatever. Uh, just just send it to me, and um, and we'll talk. So, anyway. Friday's game. Friday's game. We'll start with that because I mentioned it on the radio show. It's I, I know some people are kind of pushing back on the you can't let Derek Diamond see a lineup twice narrative, and I don't understand how anybody can push back on that. The numbers bear themselves out. And, and although he wasn't 
he wasn't bad on Friday. Uh, I mean, that would have been a good start on Sundays. But you knew what was coming. Everybody knew it was coming. He, he gets into the, the second, uh, gets into the third inning, gets into the fourth inning, gives up his four runs in his outing. He, he, he was okay. I think Mike has called him terrific a, a couple of times, but and it's just such a low bar. You know, five and a third, four runs, four strikeouts. Uh, on just five hits, I mean, one of them was a home run that didn't really look like it was going to be a home run. It was win-aided for sure. But the story was they didn't hit the baseball. Uh, aside from Tim Elko and his four hits, I mean, Chatney had one. I guess Dunhurst had one, and then he got hurt, which is another story. But th- this lineup just disappears for long stretches. Tol- full games, it disappears. Uh, and it's the same thing every week. It's like a broken record, you know, bad plate approach, not competing, whatever the catchphrase is this week is what it is. But uh, regardless of what phrase you want to believe this week or what phrase is going to come this week, they, they don't do it enough. Uh, and Friday was a great example of that. They actually got decent enough pitching to win the game. Diamond was fine, fine enough to win the game. And only Tim Elko rose to the occasion. That's it. It's the story of this team. It's uh, that's just the story of this team at this point. And then uh, what what has killed me? So that happens, and you score four runs. You battle back on Saturday. You score four runs in the top of the ninth. Somehow come back, and you still lose that game. You fought a little bit. You liked seeing that that they didn't lay down after South Carolina got up. You know they fought back. They had thirteen hits. All this stuff. Where was Hunter Elliott this weekend? And that's not a hindsight thing. Honestly, I, I mean, Brandon Johnson, there's no fault going to him, but asking him to have, you know, three inning saves, I, I think is a little bit extreme. But he's kind of been in a rut lately. But going from Johnson to Mallets to McDaniel does not make any sense to me. I, I don't understand it. I, again, I, the, the matchup thing, the righty-lefty matchup thing that, that they have just fallen so in love with. Um, I, I get it. I, I hear that when they say it and, and the condescension towards the media, that, that's fine. What I can't quite grasp has been the responses to Elliott's outings. He's had a quick hook the last couple of times he's pitched. And then the the comments about how he's pitched don't really match up with what my non-making a million dollars a year to coach baseball eyes see. And then on a weekend where you need this series desperately, you go to Mallets, who is not just not going to have success in this position, and then Drew McDaniel, who you have a large sample size of the same. Uh, the, the fact that Hunter Elliott has given you some positive the last few weeks, and really all season, he has shown that he's got the stuff that is capable, but because he throws from the left side, you go to two people who you know are incapable of getting the job done in that spot. I I, I just don't understand that kind of decision-making. And you can explain the lefty-righty matchup thing to me all day. I, I still can't wrap my mind around it, and also I can't wrap my mind around the Chatenay Pinch hitting for Leatherwood, who has two hits on the day, just to ground into a double play when he's hitting, what, 200 in SEC play? 
um, on top of the team being pretty poor or at best inconsistent at every facet of the game, you add a couple of head-scratching managerial decisions and you have a weekend like this. Uh, Nothing is going right. Regardless of the buttons that Mike Bianco pushes, uh, they're still not going right. And and honestly, I I sympathize with him there because it's not like just having the the set rotation that they went with was working. And so they mixed it up and it worked, but they only mixed it up because of matchups. And so they got to stick with the matchup thing. And it's, it's unraveling is what it feels like is going on. This weekend was an unraveling. Uh, when it's tough, it's uh, it's really tough. And now, again, they're they're not only not in danger of making the the tournament, they're in danger of not going to Hoover at this point. The podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website. If you are in the market for office technology of any kind, and you're located in the state of Mississippi, Advantage Business Systems has you covered. And if you tell them I sent you, you'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you let them know uh, what you're in the market for, what your budget is, and they'll find a solution for you. So office technology, if it's tech, if it's in your office, Advantage Business Systems has a solution for you. ABSMS.com is the website. Also, LB's just across from Kroger and University. Uh, LB's Meat Market. It's the best place in the state to get your meat. They also have daily lunch specials Monday through Friday. Great sides, great advice as well. And they are big supporters of uh, Old Miss. You see their their stuff and their name everywhere. Uh, so they're, they're big supporters of, of your team. Yeah, your teams, I should say. Multiple big supporters of your teams. And they got a great selection of meat and sides. Great advice. Good people. Tell them I sent you at LB's. Just across from Kroger on University Avenue right there in Oxford. So uh, forgive me for being so down. I just I, I I fail to take away good from a weekend like this, and and, and it feels it feels bleak. Um, I respect Kevin Graham a lot uh, in his quotes after. I think it was after Saturday. We're basically you know stick with us. I know we've got talent here. We're going to get it right. Stick with us, and um, yeah, I respect the heck out of him for that. Uh, trying to to you know, be a veteran leader and a calming presence in what I imagine is a, a pretty, um, not volatile, uh, maybe I'll just use that word anyway, and a pretty volatile volatile um, locker room slash dugout there. But uh, I have a hard time seeing what he sees. So forgive the pessimism today, but it's a bleak outlook. They don't hit it well enough. They don't defend well enough. Um, now Dunhurst is hurt some questionable decisions. They don't pitch it well enough. Uh, they just lost a series to a, a pretty bad South Carolina team who, who back-ended them. And now Mississippi State comes to town off of a, a series win over Auburn, and they're probably feeling pretty comfortable and confident. This is a must-win. You have to win the series this weekend. Have to. And the the way that the two teams are coming into this series – has changed a lot since last weekend. But they've got to win this. They have to win the series this weekend. We'll talk about that more later this week. Also, the uh, the Grove Bowl spring football. Some interesting stuff coming out of spring practice. We'll get to that uh, later this week. You'll have some coach audio and stuff like that as well. Any player audio that might be interesting, I'll bring to you on top of all of that. So thank you guys for, for checking in with me. And I appreciate all of you. And I'll be back with you on Wednesday for another uh, – for another update here on the Rebel Report. See you then.
Super Talk Mississippi media production.